0: Well, hello, friends, and welcome to His Mighty Hand, the radio ministry and podcast ministry of the Highland Terrace Baptist Church located in Greenville, Texas. Now, in these few moments we spend together each week, you'll hear great and stirring interviews and powerful messages from the Word of God. But the reason for it all is so you can be touched by... Hello, everyone, and welcome to the His Mighty Hand radio broadcast. I'm Pastor Chet Haney from Highland Terrace Baptist Church, and I'm so happy to uh, have Christian Hernandez in studio with me today, along with J.C. Ivers, who is our student pastor. Welcome, guys. Glad to have you all here.
1: It's good to be here. Awesome. Yeah, thanks for
0: having us. Awesome. You bet. Thanks for coming. I uh, appreciate you setting this up, J.C., with Christian because uh you've um, shared with me that he would probably be a really good guy to have on and could come and share some things that would really be great. So thank you for that.
1: Appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Christian has some uh really cool ways that God's been working in his life recently.
0: Is that right? That's yeah. awesome. Well, you want to tell us a little bit about that, Christian, what God's been doing in your life here lately?
2: Well, um uh during the summer... Yeah. Uh we went to church camp down in Falls Creek. Yeah. Uh, and that was that was pretty great. Uh-huh. Um I I the the, the the dude that was talking on the stage yeah. mm-hmm. he he was kind of explaining about um on the third day I believe.
0: Yeah, a camp pastor. That his name was Zach Randalls, by the way. He did a great job for us that week, didn't he?
2: Yes, sir he did. Yeah. Um, but he was explaining everything, and he said um, he was just doing the usual uh like come down to the stage if if you want to be saved right and at that at that time I was like uh i don 't really know about that mm-hmm. um and then
0: so you kind did, of felt the tug, but you were still thinking it through yeah a little bit gotcha
2: and um then all of a sudden he said, Well, if you want to be called to student ministry, you know Also, you can come down to the stage. Wow! And I saw um, some people go down there. That was that was really awesome. Having some of my friends go down there. Nice. Um. Yeah.
0: Inspiring, encouraging.
2: Very much so. Yeah. And then I was I was I was still standing there, just Mm -hmm. kind of hesitant, kind of reluctant about doing really anything. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, he he was just said, you know, and for those that don't really want to come down here. For those people that don't want to like be in front of everyone, if you feel like you've done something that's like irredeemable, that's kind of like really big, really bad, that you don't really want anybody to know, you know, just, you can just sit on your knees for a second and we can pray together. And all of a sudden I just kind of fell to my knees, right? It was like. Really? um, Yeah.
0: Right there in your, at your seat. So I just,
2: like, I'd even. I didn't even realize it at first. I was just kind of like in the moment. I was like, okay, if, if this, I was like, God, if, if you're telling me to get on my knees because I really need to, all right. And wow. he started praying, and some of the stuff really, really hit home. And wow. it, it felt really personal. I actually cried. and That was, it was, it was an amazing prayer that, that night.
0: So it actually brought you to tears, and you were feeling um, God's. Grace and mercy working in your life, forgiveness, cleansing, all those things. Yes. Wow. It
1: was was pretty amazing.
0: That is amazing. Yeah.
1: I really like the testimony to God's grace that you said the word irredeemable. You know, and I just think about that idea, you know, outside of Christ, that's exactly an excellent description for our state, irredeemable. We are. We
0: can't do a thing to fix it, but there's nothing irredeemable for God. That's right. There's nothing we can fix, and there's nothing he can't fix. Yes, sir. Amazing. All right, so pick it up from there, um, Christian. We stayed for like a whole week at uh, Falls Creek, didn't we?
2: Yes, sir. Yeah. So um after that, we kind of came back to the cabin, mm-hmm. and as per usual, we had our service we sang we prayed and then um pastor chet actually you came up to the stage Mm -hmm. and you were uh saying like you know if anyone wants to be saved and at that moment because earlier i was kind of like "Uh, i don't really want to Mm -hmm. but at that moment all of a sudden i was like you gotta like it's right now do it kind of moment and while we all had our heads bowed i was like well no one's really gonna see me so I don't really have to go up to the stage kind of like when you get on your knees while we were praying. Right. No one's no one was really gonna see me. It'll just be like a it'll it'll just be a me thing.
0: Like a private. Yeah.
2: yeah. Uh huh. And so I raised my hand to get saved. Yeah. And right after we were done, I remember you talking about how if like whenever we go to heaven, mm-hmm. um Jesus says you know welcome this is my child i'm so proud of him this is my son and he is now here in heaven with us we shall like you know have a have a party yeah um and that i was i was kind of like ah that's that that would be (laughs) great yeah and then you're like and so since jesus wants, since jesus and god want to be proud of us then we should be proud of him and if you chose to get saved today, please stand up. So I just I was like, Wow, if God really wants to be that proud of me, I'll I'll I want to be proud of him too. That's awesome. So I I stood up and it was it was an amazing night. I yeah. I my friends kinda like got around me, put their hands on my shoulders and it was it was just really awe inspiring and amazing. Yeah.
0: Well, when you took a stand um, for God in that moment, and you accepted Jesus, but it was private, and then you took a stand for him, that was public. Yes, sir. And when you did, think of how good that made you feel, but it also had an effect on on God. It made him feel something. It made him feel like you loved him and that you were not ashamed of him, that you were proud of him. But then it also affected all your friends around you. Just like you said, when you saw people going down to surrender to the uh, student ministry or other, it was inspiring to you and encouraging. All right, now everyone else around you is feeling that same thing because of you, because of what you uh, were willing to do to take a stand for the Lord it's a blessing for you to do that, but it's also a great blessing for those who are around you.
2: I never really thought about it like that.
0: Yeah, well, when you looked around you and you saw all those friends uh, with their hands on your shoulder, that must have been pretty great. That
2: was, that was very great.
0: Awesome. So, um, you actually came back to to take it another step forward. You actually came back to our church and told that same story to the whole church, I remember, when we had our Falls Creek report service. Remember that, JC?
1: I do. That was a special night for sure. Yeah. Uh, we got to, uh, got to dunk Christian here. Got yeah. a really, really beautiful, um, baptism experience yeah. that night and just, um, we actually had all of our, uh, students that were at Falls Creek and were able to be there that night. They got to mm-hmm. come forward and just kind of, again, we were surrounding Christian in that moment as well. Absolutely. And uh, it was a special time. Yeah.
0: So. And now, uh, once again, uh, Christian, you don't even know who's listening to you right now. Um, we don't know. Out there somewhere, maybe on a cell phone, you know, on a device, on a podcast, uh, someone right now just heard you say something, and that is if you're proud of God, he's proud of you. If you're not ashamed of God, he's not ashamed of you. And so it just goes on and on because now someone else is uh, feeling that same inspiration, that same encouragement because you were willing to come in today and tell your story once again. So thanks for that. Thanks for doing that. Now, Christian, you are a uh, senior in high school? Yes, sir. Is that right? Good deal. What are your plans for next year?
2: Honestly, I'm hoping to go to college. Yeah? I, I haven't really decided a place yet, so I'm yeah. kind of looking into it, mm-hmm. seeing what works best with me.
0: Yeah? You know what? You want to study yet?
2: I want to be uh, an aeronautical engineer.
0: Really? Yes. Wow. So you interested in aviation?
2: Yes, sir. I've always nice. been, like, really good at science and math, and I was yeah. like, hey, that's, that's a pretty cool thing.
0: Well, how would you like to go to an engineering university that offers aeronautical studies that's also a Christian school?
2: That would be pretty awesome. I could yeah. also, like, go deeper in my faith at a same right. time. That's right.
0: There's one in Longview, Texas called Letourneau. Letourneau. Uh-huh. You should look into Letourneau University. It's a great uh, school. And uh, the Christian higher education experience is so good. Um, JC and I were actually talking about this the other day with the high school counselors over in uh, cattle Mills because if you go to A&M, honestly, it's a great place to be. It's a great school. But you might be in a chemistry class or physics with three or 400 other people and you're being taught by a grad student or something. Whereas at Letourneau uh, or any other uh, small Christian school, those professors, they know your name, they know who you are, and they pray for you. Mm-hmm. And it's a family. Uh, you experienced that at OBU, did you not?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Just JC. time alone in professors' offices and yeah. in their homes and really yeah. got to build that relationship. It was pretty cool.
0: Yeah. Something to think about. We can tell you more about that later. I'll tell you what, when we come back. Could you come back again uh, and give us another shot at you, nice. uh, Christian? All right, we're gonna we're gonna bring this to a close right now. But uh, in our next session, I'd like to hear more about uh, something else that happened this summer, where you got to go not only to Falls Creek to student camp, but you also got to go on a pretty exciting student mission trip. And uh, I know that was a great experience, had to be. So we'll come back and uh, and hit on that uh, next time. Okay, that'd be all right.
2: All
0: right. Thank you so much. Christian Hernandez with his student pastor, J.C. Ivers, who serves here with me at Highland Terrace Baptist Church. And I'm Pastor Chet Haney. We're so glad to have you, our listeners here today on the His Mighty Hand radio broadcast. And now with today's message, here's Pastor Chet, a man with no pretense a man without hypocrisy, let me tell you, you look at Jesus, that's the man right there. Uh, he speaks truth. He exudes truth. It's personal with him. And he's able to say, I am the truth. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes unto the Father except by me. It's connective. It's personal. It's all about relationship. Forget it if all you have is religion. You need a relationship. You need a personal relationship with Jesus. And it's based on truthfulness. You cannot connect with somebody who is a dishonest person. There's just no connective tissue there. There's, there's no place to embrace somebody that when you're talking to them, you're sitting there trying to figure out what, what are they really saying to me? What's the hidden agenda here? What, What is the purpose of this conversation? Because I know we're not talking about what he's talking about. Isn't that sad? Isn't that a sad way to have a conversation? And it's especially a sad way to live because it does not induce relationships. When we speak falsely, that's why the Bible says lying lips are an abomination to the Lord. You know, we think abomination is a a bunch of horrible sin like homosexuality and abortion. I want to tell you, there's a lot of abomination that finds its way into the church when we just refuse to get real with each other. Just be honest, be truthful. Therefore, put away falsehood. And let each one of you speak the truth to his neighbor because... Listen to this, because we are members one of another. So important. We cannot connect if we cannot be authentic. Don't lie. Don't stand there in my face and lie to me when I know you're not telling me the truth. Because how are we going to be close if you do that? How in the world could we ever lie to God? You can't. (laughs) He knows the truth. He is the truth. And so since we can't lie to God, we've got to get free and quit lying to each other. Jesus said, you'll know the truth and the truth will set you free. I'm not smart enough to figure out everybody's hidden motives and agendas. And dishonesty enslaves us to a lonely isolation. But the truth sets us free to be able to be uh, together and have a deep sense of fellowship. Become the body of Christ, members one with another. Jesus said to some people who had hidden agendas, who spoke to him nicely, but he knew their hearts were not with him. He said, you are of your father, the devil. (laughs) Is that blunt? And he said, uh, your will is to do your father's desires. There is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks out of his own character. He is a liar and the father of lies. These words of Jesus speak volumes to us about our subject matter For these weeks, honor, character, it just sort of comes right out of the heart and it reveals what is in the heart. You know, my wife last Monday night cooked hamburger steak, green beans with tomatoes in them, rice and gravy, and it was all delicious. We've got a remodeled kitchen. I'm going to tell you guys, it's not a bad idea. There's something to this. If she wants to watch all those Pioneer Woman shows, let her. We had our in laws over for dinner and had a had a delightful time. And uh, matter of fact, Terry had so much fun, she's invited him to come back over tomorrow night. Now, if she lets me know tomorrow night, the uh menu is calamari, red snapper, and asparagus, I'm going to know something's a little off. And I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why I know this. A couple, three, four, five years ago maybe, it's been a long time really. I don't remember how long. We bought a freezer at Costco. And it's not very big, it's just a little bitty guy. But it's amazing, as small as it is, how much it holds. And what's the other thing amazing to me about it? It didn't cost very much and it's still working. It didn't cost as much as a Yeti cooler, this deep freeze of ours. But here's what I know about our deep freeze it doesn't have any red snapper in it. <laughs> I wish it did, because that means I got to go fishing probably. It sure doesn't have any calamari. And we don't even have any asparagus anywhere in the house. Uh, Look, here's what Jesus said. Luke 6, 45. He said, out of the abundance of the heart, the man speaketh. You're not going to speak anything else but what is really in your heart if you are a truthful person. Now, you may know all the worship lingo of the Christian vibe But I'm going to tell you, if you're speaking it not from a sincere heart, somebody's going to hear your words and they're going to think, this is a little off. Something's not quite right about this. But when we stock up in the heart through the Word of God and through the truth of God, the blessings of God, the righteousness of God, The righteousness of Christ, for whom the Bible says, uh, we have died with him, therefore we believe we shall also live with him, for he died once, and death has no more dominion over him, therefore reckon ye also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Listen, you've got a whole new character. You can stock up on a whole new set of groceries and put them down deep in your heart, in the pantry, in the deep freeze of your life. That's where good stuff comes out. So if Terry tells me tomorrow night we're going to have okra and we're going to have some peas and we're going to have some sliced tomatoes, stuff like that, I'll know where she's coming from. Because we've got those things in our house. It's out of the abundance of the heart that the man speaketh. So if you want to be able to speak up, maybe you better stock up. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you you can't speak any other way than than what you've got in your heart. All right, now let's go on. I'm spending too much time again. We're not going to get there if y'all don't listen a little bit faster. Now, come on. All right. Um, the uh, The fact is, this guy just has a truthfulness about him and an honesty that's that's really rather refreshing and comforting, especially in this day and time. And when he has a concern, he'll say it to your face. Isn't that good to know? Uh, Look at the Bible where it says in verse 3, He does not backbite with his tongue. This guy is not the kind of person who will talk behind your back. Now, that doesn't mean he'll never have a concern. He may have something he needs to say to you, but if he does, he'll come to you. And privately in secret, with discretion. He'll speak to you from the heart his concern in a way that preserves your dignity and his integrity. Because he's not going to go and advertise what he thinks about you behind your back saying all kinds of things. Then he sees you to your face and just flatters you. Oh, hey, brother, good to see you. And... uh, Something feels a little off. Yeah, well maybe it is off. Um let, let's look at the Hebrew again. It's just so rich. This is such a brief psalm, as I said, that says so much. Le regal y'all listen. Le regal, y'all <laughs> listen. And here's what that literally means. <laughs> I don't know if this is going to surprise you or not. But it literally means he does not put his foot on his tongue. <laughs> That'd be a little painful, wouldn't it? Step on your own tongue. You know, we say something kind of like that, don't we? When somebody says something awkward, you know, we say uh, he put his foot in his mouth. And i tell you what else we say if he has a habit of doing that. We say he has foot in mouth disease. He just can't stop putting his foot in his mouth. Well, not so with this guy. Um, When other people talk behind your back, you can tell this verse is about what we can control. What can you control about this? Make sure you're not one of them. That's what. Make sure you have no appetite for gossip or for behind-the-back criticism, which does not lend itself to connectivity and to community. Because if you don't have an ear for gossip, it will stop with you. And it probably stop coming to you because people will learn that you're not the kind of person who has a desire nor appetite to hear those kinds of things, so they'll take it somewhere else. They won't even come to you. Um, The effects of talking about someone behind their back, number one, it's not good for the family. Number two, it's not good for the church family. Number three, it's not good for business. Number four, it's not good for relationships. It's not a good way to make friends, talking people up to their face and down behind their back. It makes you what the uh, Indians call two-faced. And all that is sad and significant, but what's more significant? What's our subject? What is this whole series about? It's about access to the presence of God. And Jesus says, if you can't love your brother who you have seen, how are you going to love God who you haven't seen? It's impossible for us to be sloppy in relationships and be familiar in the presence of the Holy. That's how important relationships are to God. He's made us for this. Um, you know, the Bible says um, it's the key to all things. Um, so much more I could say about it. Let me uh let me move on, can I? Um, number five, he's respectful of the property and the feelings of others. Le asa Ra le hu ree. Which means he does not evilly graze his neighbor's pasture. In a sense, literally, that's what this is saying. The, the word for evil here has to do with grazing. Now, what would it be like if you let your neighbor bring his goats to your pasture and there's not a whole lot of grazing in the area and his goats ate your pasture down to the nub and you had nothing left for your cows? That'd be a pretty rough situation, wouldn't it? That's literally what this means. It's kind of like death by a thousand cuts. Most of the evil that we endure and inflict on each other are the littlest small things, a nibble here and a nibble there, and pretty soon the pasture is eaten down to nothing. He does not evilly graze his neighbor. Can I just make some practical applications? If you borrow something, bring it back. Clean, not broken. (laughs) I hate borrowing things, so they always break while I have it. (laughs) And then you got to fix it or replace it and bring it back in a timely fashion. Um, If you stay with someone, make them sad, not glad when you leave. How would you do that? Well, by by being a generous guest, you know, not lazy, but uh, actually, uh, you know, make a contribution. Make them sorry when you're gone because you... You know, made that house a better place while you were there. Uh, When you speak of someone, build them up and don't tear them down. Evil in small doses builds up in the system over time. And the only antidote to it is forgiveness. Now, the last mark for today is number six in our list. He protects relationships with other people because they affect his relationship with God. He does not backbite with his tongue. He does no evil to his neighbor, nor does he take up reproach against his friend. There's a 15-yard penalty in the NFL that illustrates reproach in the Hebrew. And it's taunting. If you want to see some YouTube examples of taunting, there are some ridiculous videos of grown men on professional football playing field taunting each other. You know what I'm talking about? Where they're kind of rubbing it in? It's funny how it seems like most of those videos are with the Cowboys as their opponent. (laughs) I think people love to hate the Cowboys in the NFL. And they love to taunt them. You remember a girl named Penina in uh, the book of uh, 1 Samuel? Penina was the rival of Hannah. And what did Penina have that Hannah didn't? Penina had children. And Hannah's womb was barren. And so Penina uh, mercilessly taunted Hannah. Over this fact. And what's funny about that is that the word uh, reproach, HERPA, scorn, to taunt, to shame, to disgrace. Thanks for listening today to His Mighty Hand, the radio ministry of the Highland Terrace Baptist Church located on Joe Ramsey Boulevard right here in Greenville, Texas. Join us each week at this time as we celebrate His work in our lives through...